Will Mello fit in Houston? How can D'Antoni adjust his lineups? Do they have a chance to beat the Warriors? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. It's been a little bit of a time while I've been out of town and on vacation, but I'm glad to be back with all of you guys to talk the NBA. And today we have an exciting show for you. We're going to talk about the Houston Rockets and what it means to have Carmelo Anthony on the team, just signed, and no one better to come on than Kurt Lowe, who's a writer for House of Houston and also is a very frequent caller into the Sirius XM NBA radio. When you turn on the, uh, the thing, you'll definitely hear him calling in to talk to Termini and uh, uh, Eddie Johnson. So, Kurt Lowe, thanks for joining us. Great to hear you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Coach. All right. Well, listen, we don't need to mince words here. Let's break down the Rockets, what's going on. They just signed Melo a couple days ago. I'm knee-deep in working into a, on a, in a video that I'm going to finish, hopefully, as soon as we're done with this. Um, what are your initial thoughts about bringing Melo in? Oh, my initial thoughts is, like, you bring in, you bring in, you bring in somebody that just, that just single-handedly uh, destructed the OKC Thunder from the wind column and everything else. You know, I... I look at Melo. I look at you know we see people look at Melo and they think about man he's a 26 year old Melo you know he's Olympic Melo no man this is a 34 year old Melo that was a liability on offense and he's definitely a liability on defense you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, 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 and and he just he just he just he's always been an inefficient shooter and and every time you look at it you know is if you look at his play efficiency rate it keeps dropping every five years and it's not dropping by a tenth or point or whatever it is it's dropping by points you know what I'm saying last year it dropped five points yeah. so you know it, it Melo is on his way down um uh uh if he doesn't recognize that he needs to come off the bench then it's time for it's time to release him as soon as possible because he's only he's only there for on a minimum contract. Well, you know, what I'm saying you don't want this guy in your disease. You don't want this guy over there uh, uh, affecting your, your your 65 win season last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna throw this out there. The the uh, Thunder uh, were ranked 10th uh, overall on defense with a guy like Carmelo Anthony playing 78 games and playing a little over 32 minutes a game. So there must be ways where they were able to hide him a little bit, wouldn't you say? I say always the less minutes for Melo is, is the best right now for his career. You, did, you know, we, everybody will be uh, rubbernecking looking at that 35.7% from three that he shot last year. But they're not. But people don't forget, 22% of his shots last year came from the mid-range shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and he only shot 38% from there. All right? That's horrible. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They tried to Thunder tried to turn him to a, a spot-up three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? And he refused to play that role. Again, we had this conversation last year, I believe, Coach. But what I told you, say if he comes to the Rockets again, he got to accept the roles. You know what I'm saying? Because just like if you coaching somebody, Coach, and, and you got one person over there acting up doing what he wants to do. What are you going to do to that guy? You're going to bench him, right? You know what I'm saying? And this is the effect we're having. See, we're not looking at a superstar no more. We're looking at a guy that's on a minimum contract. 
Remember that, folks. Yeah. Well, and by the way, here's the key I always felt that was because his defense really is not good and it's never really been good ever, uh, the only way you can afford to have him on the floor is when he's giving you, you know, Hall of Fame production on the on the offensive end, which is what he, he had been giving, you know, teams for a lot of years. But I would agree with you that if he's going to give him, you know, 15 points a game in 30 minutes per night, that that's not going to cut it for a team like the Rockets. Uh, I will say this, uh, as far as playing a role, if you do, uh, and I'm, I'm showing this in the video, if you track the amount of ISOs he's done the last you know, two years in New York versus last year in the OKC, mm-hmm. it, he actually did cut them down like 5% uh, of the time. So he went from, uh, let me see if I get my thing out real quick. Uh, at the, he, he was at 23.7% of his possessions were ISOs in 15, 16, and it's down to 18, replaced by spot-ups. So there seems to me some recognition over the last year or so uh, that he, he needs to spot up more and really get rid of a lot of those ISOs. This is the thing, man. See, people looked at the Houston Rockets like they were, the, the James Harden, Chris Paul, they were ISOing every time. Well, that's because they're elite offensive players or pick a roll on uh they can shoot the, the ball from three around the 38 37 30 or 40 percent range you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and 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 they can and they can get to the lane at ease you know what i'm saying get to yeah. get to the rim at ease and, and, and you're looking at a mellow when he isos he's shooting a mid-range he's shooting 20 percent of his shots are coming from the mid-range i want to put this stat in perspective coach because only uh the indiana paces was first was ranked first in the mid-range and if people don't know what the mid-range is it's 16 feet between to the three-point line all right which Every team is eliminated now. They're telling them, hey, take a step back, man. Take that three-pointer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Melo's refusing to do that. And what I'm trying to say specifically for that stat is the Indiana Pacers rate first in, in, in mid-range, and they and they had 19.1% of their possessions that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Melo's game, the, the, the mid-range is, is becoming absolute in the NBA now, whether he wants to adapt to it or not. He need to get with the program or, 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 or ship out. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he should be in China. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Whoa. Well, here, here's the thing that's interesting is that, you know, the Rockets certainly try are trying to avoid the mid-range shots, but they bring in CP3, who, you know, didn't necessarily change. He shot more threes, but he certainly took his share of that mid-range shot. And you know what? He I have to Because he the made stats. them. He nailed them, right? He because was, he, he made was, them. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that's the difference here is can could you have a lineup that had both CP3 and Mello together no. who that like to take the mid-range, you know, even if Mello was hitting more of a percentage of them, Daryl Morey would, would have his brain would explode, I would imagine, if, if he's they're taking too many of those twos. This is the thing. The, the only and what I want and, and Houston ranked last in that mid-range at shooting the attempt. They only uh, did 4.4 percent of those. All right, that's mm-hmm. all their offense was. Was 4.4. You know what I'm saying? Percent. So you know what I'm saying? You, you're telling somebody 22 that shot 22 percent of those uh, uh, mid-range percent of their mid-range and telling him to not. Uh, oh, you know what? Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Uh, uh, 20 percent of those shots of yours. That's ridiculous, man. He's gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? This man hasn't changed. Let's think about this, man. He said he just told everybody he wasn't coming off the bench last year and he made some statement to Jamel Hill that he wasn't coming off the bench uh, uh, this year. You know what I'm saying? We beating around the bush. We acting like he, he his biggest problem, he want to blame everybody else for his problems. You know what I'm saying? Blame it. Look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about you don't fit in OKC. Maybe you would, you, maybe you just didn't want to change your game to fit the better of the team for the win success. You know what I'm saying? So we're looking at this guy like, hey, 
you know, oh, well, he's just going to a different team. He's been to three teams in one year, one summer. You know what I'm saying? Last summer he was on the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So we, what are we talking about here? So the key here is, yeah, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Because Melo, instead of having to take that shot fake and one dribble pull up from 18 or 19 or 20, would need to sidestep and stay behind the three. But, I, I, again, I, I just don't see – I mean, I, I, we get those glimpses of, of Melo working out in the summers, and we don't, I don't certainly see that working out. Uh, and I, I think that the point that you made, though, is even more important, is that with the fact that Harden and CP3 take so many ISOs on their own anyway, there simply won't be that many chances exactly. for an ISO anyway. Exactly. You get it, coach. You know what I'm saying? You can't think about it. You know what I'm saying? And they, we're not even talking about the defense end. You know what I'm saying? Could you oh, yeah. imagine a backcourt of James Harden and Melo on defense? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Harden already don't put play, put, put 100% on defense because, I mean, I understand. You got to put 100% on offense because he is the offense in the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Paul's helping him out. Thank thank Jesus. But, I mean, let's, let's be real. You're putting Melo, who was effective field goal percentage. That's something that, 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 that calculates the two-point percentage and the three-point percentage and equals them out. You know what I'm saying? Melo was worse than Russell Westbrook last year. You know what I'm saying? He was like 15th to 16th on the team last year when it comes to being effective shooting the ball. You got to be effective shooting the ball. You're not going to last in the NBA. Just with Melo, Melo was, you know, he was on the breast cover. He was never in the great, but he was never bad. You know what I'm saying? He was in the, in, in the middle of that. But now, ever since he done hit that 34 years of age, that's decline. All them injuries is caught up to him. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's something that he's got to deal with. He's right. got, like I said, coach, he's got to be the guy that looks in the mirror and says, you know what, I need to change. I need to do what my coach says to do so I can win games. Not only does Melo have to look in the mirror, but he also might need to look into the retinal camera for a better contact lens prescription to help him shoot better. But why waste time going to the doctor's office when you can order them with an incredible app from Simple Contacts? A convenient way to reorder your contact lenses that will save you money. When my wife runs out of her contacts, it's normally a nightmare to renew her prescription and sometimes she's forced to wear her old ones for days until she finds the time to go out and pick them up. With simple contacts, they bring the doctor to you. You can take a vision test at home in under 5 minutes, then a real doctor reviews your test and writes you a new prescription. This isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, but it's the next best thing. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable and shipping is free. But my listeners also get 30 bucks off their first Simple Contacts order with code COACHNICK20. So to save 30 bucks on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com COACHNICK20 or enter the code COACHNICK20 at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com slash coachnick20 or enter my code coachnick20 at checkout. Well, you know, it's strange that I feel like I am actually defending Melo because I don't, I, I've been brutal on him for the last several years, if, if not his whole career. However, there's a, some things out there that I've been looking at as I'm digging through. And one thing was there's a quote from him that was complaining about basically, it sounded like his, he was trying to maybe call out Russ and whoever else uh, for not being accurate in their passing uh, to him for three. And I went through and yes. watched, I don't know, 50 or 60 of his misses from the three-point line to try and figure out it must be like shot selection. But I got to mm. tell you, yeah, he got a lot of like just really good open look spot-ups from three that he missed. Uh, but th- there does seem to be a little bit of a pattern where the ball is thrown a little bit to his left or kind of behind him. He's got to reach down to pick it up. 
And uh, and he acknowledged that in a quote, and, and I totally get it, that that will affect your, your percentage. Well, without question, any pass he's going to get from CP3 is going to be infinitely more accurate than anything he caught in OKC. And I would argue the same with Harden, who's also a very accurate passer. Come on, man. Let's be real. Uh, I, I, Coach, I respect everything you just said right there. But Russell, I mean, Russell Westbrook led the league in assists per game last year. Are we are we kidding ourselves? You know what I'm saying? You just didn't want to adapt to the game. Why aren't we hearing anything about why ain't Russell? Why aren't we asking Russell Westbrook what happened? You know what I'm saying? Why Melo left? Why, why, you know, why didn't he fit? Why didn't he do this? You know, Paul George, why didn't he fit? Why is he the only one that left? You know what I'm saying? He's the only one that was a negative on the court last year on both sides of the court. Uh, uh, coach. I mean, yeah. this guy was an anchor on. I mean, this guy was a ball and chain on every, on, on the on the ankle around the ankle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, what are we doing here? This okay. guy is a liability on offense and he's a liability on defense. What is he going to do good for your team? All right. Well, let me. I'm going to throw this out for you because you know Daryl Morey. Th- th- these guys are math. This is this. They're plugging in numbers here, right? And if you look at those like forwards who started, you know, starting forwards in the league last year who took a minimum of three three point attempts per game, well, mm. Mello ends up being um, he shot. Let me see where where is it? He shot thirty seven and a half percent from three on on catch and shoots, and he got five a game. So he was taking a lot of just catch and shoots, not ISOs and disordered in the flow. Um, Ryan Anderson was just barely above him. He was one, two, three, four spots. But you said a reason. Wasn't Ariza above him too, Coach? And Ariza was only seven spots. They were like barely above him. So, so I mean, you know, that just tells you because Ariza should be coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? All year last year. That's what uh, we thought. I, God bless him for getting $15 million, but he wasn't worth $15 million a year. Let's be real. Ariza, Ariza, Ariza declined. Let, people don't remember this, but Kevin Durant uh, uh, put up 30 points per game on, his, on him in, in the playoffs, okay? And... And he, and it, it, the Rockets went 15, 14 and one without uh, without him last year. You know what I'm saying? With games where he just took off a rest or whatever he did. Yeah. And the one game they lost, coach, real quick. The one game they lost was versus the Kings when they had to rest him at the end of the year. So you know what I'm saying? So they rested Harden and Chris Paul that game. So what, what? What do we? I mean, how important reason? You know, if I wouldn't, if I wasn't a smart man, if I and if I wasn't listening to all these media people talking about how Reza was the greatest damn defender there was in the world last year. You know what I'm saying? I, I would I would think that Ariza was the third star on the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? You know, not, not yeah. a person in Houston believe Ariza was was a, 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 a great defender. A great defender don't allow Kevin Durant to average 30, 30 points per game on him. And then people talking about how great he was. He, in the last two games, he shot 20% in that game six and game seven in, in Golden State in Houston. You know what I'm saying? And then in the last game, he shot 0 for 12. So let's be real. How great was he? You know what I'm saying? Did, <laughs> yeah. he, did he hurt the Rockets? Yes, yeah, hell, hell yeah, he hurt the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? People talk about that 0 for 27 like everybody, like 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 uh, James Harden didn't get one taken away from him. You know what I'm saying? But with, with the foul, so I get really upset when I hear this stuff talking about oh man, the reason the greatest uh, greatest thing, and then now that they lost him, they're gonna lose 10 games. If you want to. I mean that Melo's on the on the team, and that's why you're gonna lose 10 games. I'm with you on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So so right. So there there maybe there isn't the, the biggest drop because can Melo improve? You know, one and a half percent on his three point shooting on the catch and shoots. Like yeah, maybe. It's that's certainly within the realm. That's probably what Morey is saying to himself. And maybe they're right. Maybe you're looking at you know the fact that Ariza. Now let's say this: Ariza was probably the only guy on the team that had the physical tools to guard Kevin Durant. And even though Durant hit some of those shots, you know he he made him work. 
he made him a little bit more difficult. And certainly without him, you know, who is going to guard Kevin Durant now, even if you don't have the guy that you thought wasn't that effective? Who is it going to be? Why wouldn't it be James Ennis or Michael Carter-Williams? They both had better defensive box first minus uh, against, uh, what's his name, Ariza. And we're not talking about a couple points. We're talking about ten, uh, a full two, one or two points. Well, see what I'm saying? I get James Ennis. I guess I'd like to see. There's a lot. There's sort of a lack of uh, of a resume there yet to see what he really could do. But hey, Maury got a record of turning crap in the in the gold. You know what I'm saying? I guess. So I, when it, anybody that comes over there always comes out looking like a, a, a shiny brand new card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be waiting on Michael Carter Williams for that, but we'll, we'll have not Michael Carter Williams, but James Ennis. Yeah, all right. No, I mean, again, let's, let's be real about Michael Carter Williams last year with the Bulls. He was great on. He was a little. He was good on defense last year, which was surprising. Uh, yeah. I mean, by the way, I, it shouldn't be that surprising. He's got a good length. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the best core and strength. You know, on that end in the base, but. Uh, okay, I, I, I mean, I don't see him being particularly effective against KD, but uh, again, I'm just talking about is. replacements. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, one of the reasons, and by the way, the one caveat about looking at the top ten defense by the Thunder with Melo playing so many minutes, if you just eliminate or, or measure it from the time that Robertson went down in January, so however many games that was at the end, of, you know, from then on the end of the season, they ended up being fifteenth. Uh, which is which is exactly average. So it wasn't as good as maybe we thought once Robertson went down because they were that good when he did play um, on the Thunder defensively. So, you know, there's a lot of different numbers that are pointing to a lot of different things. However, if he's going to play alongside, let's just pretend he starts because do you really think that there's going to be a, 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 a path here where they're not going to start in Mello? He can't start. He can't start, Coach. Last year, if the if Thunder would have benched him and he would have went with that 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 whole uh, scenario, yeah. they would have won more games. You know what I'm saying? Because that bench was horrible over there in OKC. They needed bench points, so yeah. it would have worked. But you can't have that next to Russell Westbrook because they both can't shoot. So you got three players on your team: Robeson, Melo, and, and, and Russell Westbrook. They can't shoot. So what are you going to do? People forget, but Russell Westbrook shot uh, 29% from three last year. All right. And what's his name? Dennis Schroeder shot 29 percent from three. So what, what are they? That's laughable to me when they put when I see these things. I'm like, well, who's what GM is, is looking at this? Right. Well, here's the thing about the Thunder. If we want to talk about them for a second, is that uh, even amongst all that, I still feel like the, the getting rid of Melo is a plus for them. And they might yeah. be the best suited to defend the Warriors. Um, I, I think that they're going to surprise some people. This is my top three teams right here, uh, 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 my friends. It's going to be a Golden State next year, Houston, and then OKC's right up there third because they got rid of Melo. That, that was their biggest problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was taken away from a lot of possessions. He was uh, it was just inefficient. It just like he, he, you know, people look at you know hustle is is very key to defense. You know, coach, I don't know how much you teach on hustle, but hustle is very key to any kind of good defender because uh, as long as you put in the hustle, you can you can you know you can always put it. Uh, Put your put your put your body in the right spot. You can always catch up to certain plays that you miss. You know what I'm saying? You can always get steals by hustle. So you know when I see Melo last year, that man was not hustling at all. He wasn't helping on defense. He like he didn't even care like to help on defense. That's how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it it means a lot for somebody put uh, to contest a shot because NBA players can make open shots like uh, with no problem. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know, but these guys make 20 in a row down in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there right. with, with their trainers. Oh, for sure. All that hard work they put in the gym tends to pay off when they get open for shots. And it's that same kind of payoff you'll get when looking for a job with Zip Recruiter. 
Which reminds me of the first job I got out of college. I wanted to work on the movie Richie Rich that was filming in Chicago, so I wandered into the location manager's office. He had a stack of resumes at least 200 thick. I asked him if he was hiring. He took one look at the resumes, another look at me, then hired me on the spot. It was just as easy as using ZipRecruiter is now. It's the best place to connect growing businesses with qualified candidates by visiting ZipRecruiter.com breakdown. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They've got powerful matching technology, scanning thousands of resumes to identify just the right candidates so you never miss a match. Did you know 80% of employers find a quality candidate on the first day? With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com breakdown. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-R-E-A-K-D-O-W-N. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, it, it kind of does feel like him coming off the bench uh, and Melo playing, you know, the 25 or 26 minutes is probably the best version you're going to get of him. But it just doesn't sound like the, the politics involved that they're ever going to get Melo to accept that. I mean, I know it, it, he didn't he refused to accept that, obviously, in OKC. Uh, and they had him quoted as saying that, like, he was not going to come off the bench. So what we'll to see the right now, they're, they're kind of saying the, the, the right things in the press. Uh, now, the other thing that, you know, people need to acknowledge is that the last time Carmelo and D'Antoni were together was uh, a disaster in New York. About that. Mike D'Antoni, uh, uh, Melo gave uh, the Knicks organization ultimatum, trade me or, or fire Dan and Tony. And Dan and Tony walked in the next day and quit. You know right. what I'm saying? Ice Cube going on these uh, uh, these uh, radio, these uh, 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 TV stations, these sports TV stations talking about Mike D'Antoni. You think Mike D'Antoni ain't going to have a, a vendetta from what happened last time? All Everybody does. That's what he said. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe it, but you know what I'm saying? That's another factor to play in. Maybe he might just bench him on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But Mike Mike. And Tony might maybe thinking, but uh, I'm telling you right now, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I wonder if I, it doesn't sound to me. Remember, he's coached him on Team USA a little bit too, so they not like they haven't ever talked since then. Um, I, the one thing I thought was interesting was that his his uh, take on it, Dan Tony's take on it, was that the whole team was disrupted when they made that trade for Carmelo. And I I want to do a video on that because I almost felt like what they were building before they traded for Melo was fun. It was winning. Like they were actually that could have been a really good team. And I almost feel like that's more of what Dan Tony was lamenting when Melo came in and he had he ended up quitting versus like the actual him and Dan Tony and in Melo's relationship. It kind of just felt like more like he was just kind of upset that they broke up a team that was really good. It could have been even better. Yeah, coach, when it smoked this fire, let's let's be real, man. He's been disruptive everywhere he's went from uh, uh, from Denver. George Carl made that big book about him. You know what I'm saying? Went to New York. They got in a big fight over there. Him and Phil Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and other coaches that was over there. I forget who they were, but it was a whole, uh, Mike D'Antoni and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, then he goes to uh, 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 OKC. 
he's not a great fit over there. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's let, let's stop making excuses for somebody that's just being disruptive. Now, if Chris Paul, this is what they're betting on, uh, uh, coach. They're betting on them that Chris Paul and James Harden can make people better because that's what they do. They both make people better on their team. No matter who's on their team, they're gonna look better than they was, you know, without them. You know what I mean? Uh, with them. So you know, it, 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 they're betting on Carmelo Anthony listening to his buddy Chris Paul and that everything's gonna work out that way. But people don't understand. Carmelo Anthony don't change for nobody but himself, and right. he's not changing. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's and it's going to be a big fear. Uh, and either either he will he will change and it'll work out. And he'll spot up and he'll hit threes at a better rate. Uh, maybe he'll give out a little bit more on defense. But if not, w- you know, when you have guys like Tucker and Capella alongside him. That will help. And and CP3, they can cover for him a little bit. That's why I'm thinking they they might have to start him because you're going to need those three guys playing alongside him to cover for him. Um, So that that might be a thing. And then, you know, in reality, in the regular season, I could kind of see them still winning their 60-some games with him there. Um, But then that's what's going to happen is I I joked on Twitter today that the best thing for Mello was going to Houston so that they can't roast him anymore in the pick and roll like they were doing uh, mercilessly last year in the play in the in the when they played. So um, but the only problem with that is, is what that blueprint that the Rockets laid out uh, when they played the Thunder and and isolated, not isolated, but they would run pick and roll with Mello's man. Uh, the Warriors just did it, <laughs> and they were dismantling them as well. So that's going to be a problem. I'm not sure the Rockets have an answer besides, you're right, getting him out of the lineup more often. Absolutely. And when you talk about that OKC team, uh, Coach, remember, they have four elite defenders, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams, and uh, Roberson uh, yeah. surrounding him. You know, you can have one bad defender like Isaiah Thomas had all them big uh, 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 them uh, defenders over there around him in, in Celtics. You can hide that ability. You know what I'm saying? You can put that. You can, you you know, there's ways around that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you got two two bad defenders, now I'm not saying James Harden is a bad defender, but when he gets on that perimeter and pick and roll after being after after scoring all them points, he starts to get a little tired and a little weary, and he doesn't give that same hustle that he would before. You know, if he it was doing it. But you know, you put a league guard on like Steph Curry or somebody else going make him look silly just like if you you put Steph Curry on James Harden James Harden gonna make him look silly so you know it's it's all about hiding that player see a Golden State they do a great job at that too with Steph Curry they they put around four great defenders around him and let it and let it work so you you don't see the flaws right well hey at the very least to to speak about your effort take Steph Curry brings effort uh, on the defensive end he really does and so that's (laughs) that's always what I've I recognize and what he does you can't deny that he's, I mean, you saw what they were trying to do when they would set screen and rolls with his man trying to isolate him on LeBron. You saw him ride his man up higher and higher so they couldn't screen where they wanted to. I mean, he was, it was effort, you know, whether or not you want to say it ultimately uh, worked. Uh, he's giving it out on that end. All right, coach. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see if your boy was running. You know, I, we ain't never gonna agree on Steph Curry defense. Oh, well, you, but wait, James you Hard- can agree on James that, Hard- though, can't you? James Harden and Game One dropped forty-four points on him specifically. You know what I'm saying? Because they switched him on every damn pick. But they saw it wouldn't work in the win game, so they had to change it up. Right, but, you know but, what I'm listen, saying? You, but you can't argue it's not from lack of of hustle and, and effort. No, no, not from effort because he pushed that. I mean, that's yeah. half the battle. Like, right. like, like. I mean, you would know there as a coach, right? And by the way, and listen, when Harden's going like that, he's cooking anybody in the world. There is nobody's going to stop him when he does those crazy step backs. No. That people want nobody going to stop Steph Curry either. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like you know, there there isn't any like Bill Russell wouldn't stop him on those. So it's like 
I don't know what you're going to do. I, I'm just looking for, is he, is he holding his ground? Is he trying to keep him from out of the lane? Is he getting a hand up? All, all those things. But Exactly. You know, and by the way, that, again, that's all Melo would kind of need to do a little bit, not even like the whole game. Um, he doesn't. Now, it sounds like, are you that optimistic about this year? Do you think that the, the Rockets are where they were last year, or do you think they're going to take a step down, or are they, they have any more of a chance to, to uh, compete with the Warriors this year? Uh, they do, but I mean, uh, they got a, a chance to beat everybody in the league, but uh, the Warriors. You know, it was only a two-team team race to me, you know what I'm saying, with the Golden State Warriors in Houston last year. I mean, we saw the finals in the Western Conference, uh, Western Conference Finals last year. Right. So, you know, when you put when you put an anchor on your on on, on your team, you know what I'm saying, you can expect them not to. You expect a, a team like Golden State Warriors to exploit that mellow pick and roll all day, like you just confirmed. Because I saw that one time with, with Mello, they had him so frustrated, he was yelling at Adams. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, it would be a liability just like putting Ryan Anderson out there on, on a defensive pick and roll. So I I, I I don't think Golden State. I don't think Houston would be able to beat Golden State in a four, in a seven game series. Uh, even with Chris Paul and James Harden and Capella healthy. Okay. I mean, because you're right, the big argument would have been if CP3 could have stayed healthy, they probably would have won. But they, uh, the Warriors had their own injuries that they had to overcome, I think, with uh, Iggy. But uh, And I think the bigger problem is is if they're forced to play um, CP3, you know, 38, 39 minutes a game, that's when he's going to break down. they got to figure out a way where they could get uh, CP3 at mm-hmm. his age, at his st- stage of his career, you know, just enough rest where he's not going to blow a, a hamstring in the, at the end of that series. This is what Chris Paul likes to do that's going to get him hurt every time. doesn't matter what's going on. But he likes to bump and grind with players. He's that old school type that will get into your face and, and yeah. elbow you and do some kind of slick moves that, that you wouldn't see, that you can't see, but he knows what the hell he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of moves, eventually some, something like that is going to bump you, going to hit you, and then you're going to tell your hamstring for trying to do something uh, more than you should be doing. Right. So, you know, it, 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 he's just got to learn that it's certain plays you got to give up on. You know, you can't just you – can't, you can't do that. But he's a smart player. I'm not saying Chris Paul ain't smart. That's the smart, one of the smartest players in the NBA right now. You know, that's, a, that's what uh, – to me, he's a top three point guard, and that was before he was traded to the Rockets, you know, yeah. because he's just – it's his per game, a turnover ratio, just excellent, you know. Yeah. And, and he just and, knows where to put the ball. And with his moves, he does so much breaking where he's like full speed and then has to stop on a dime. That's all the, the hamstring uh, straining he's doing. Uh, and eventually yep. it, it will it could catch up to you. That's what happens. So I, I don't think that they're that far behind. I think that they're probably kind of right there. Uh, but I got to see it to believe it a little bit. I need to see the 10, 15 games of Mello to get a handle on what's going to happen because if it's anywhere near what they can get from like Ariza, then yeah, in the regular season, they should win a ton of games and they should be right there. Um, but yes, it just, I, I hear there's just something, a, a bit of a cloud that's kind of hanging over them right now. It's hard to envision them being any better. Now, here's the only thing that's got, they got going for them. The Warriors, you know, they're on their fourth, you know, they're going to be going for their fifth straight uh, finals appearance. And that's just like, it's so rare for that to happen that, you know, odds are something's going to happen with them that they're not going to be able to make it. And if that's the case, then the Rockets would have to be the next choice to, just, to make it uh, by that, you know, by the numbers. Yeah, I agree on that point, um, but that would be only uh, a win by default. That's like saying second place is first place to me. You know what I'm saying? We we yeah. we all we can all we can all say that you know 
the Golden State Warriors, when Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, it made the league unfair whether people want to hear that or not. You know what I'm saying? Because they got three or four, five uh, all stars now, and we not. I don't know if I included Boogie, but he's damn much good. But they're gonna. It's still. It's still. They. You know. You put those three or four players out there. It's like putting out there in the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're putting out an Olympic team out there. You know. So it, it, it's it's somebody just trying to take the crown from Golden State. It, it, it's really them right now. But Houston was better than them last year. Never mistake that. I don't care what anybody tell you. Luke Mute was the rock. His best perimeter defender last year. You know what I'm saying? And he was hurt too. His shoulder, he dislocated his shoulder. He couldn't shoot the three, he couldn't do anything, but he was out there. You know what I'm saying? But he was he, he was a disappointment in the playoffs. So, but that's because he was hurt. But don't let anybody tell you that Iggy wasn't uh, Luke Monte wasn't just important as Iggy because he was to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want to hear that injury stuff. Chris Paul had them was, was shimmying in Curry's face three up three two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so let's be real on that. You know, that's before and before he got hurt. And all them uh, three points and all that ref stuff that happened during them game six and game seven. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, hey, by the way, that might be the basketball gods punishing him for doing the shimmy in, in Steph's face uh, a little too early. Uh, you know, and that's what happens. You got you to finish that out and not be, you know, you can't celebrate until you got him on the, until you finish the, the, the series. So we shall see what's going on. Uh, but it was great to be able to check in with you and get a finger on the pulse of what the Rockets people are feeling about this season, uh, you know, yay or nay. Uh, and it's, it's always fun to catch up with you, Kurt Absolutely, Coach. You know, I appreciate you, everything you do for me. Hey, you got it. And if you want to follow him, you certainly uh, can do that on Twitter at SWHTown30 is Kurt Lowe's stuff. And plus, just turn on SiriusXM whenever uh, Termini and, and uh, Eddie Johnson are on you know, their show in the afternoons. Uh, and, and you'll, it's, almost, it's, like it's every day when you call in, right? Yeah, I try to call in the, my friends uh, Eddie Johnson and uh, Tremaine. I call him Tremaine, you know what I'm saying? That's a better name for him. I know Justin Termini, but you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. uh, 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 those, those are real good friends of mine. You know, they, they even call me sometimes to call into the show. So, you know, uh, 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 it's all love between uh, uh, me and them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and always very entertaining. So, Curlo, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Curlo? Absolutely.